has done. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for all the things he's done? Aren't you grateful for all the things he's done? He's done great things. Amen. We're so thankful to him tonight. Let's just go to him in prayer. If you have a need, you just want to make it known. We're so thankful to be able to come to you once again and just come under, Lord, this roof with believers of like precious faith, Lord, to, Lord, lay aside our troubles and the things we went through, Lord, to just walk into this place, Lord, and feel your presence here today, Father. What a blessing it is to be with you, Lord, and be with your people. We ask, Lord, that you would come and move and touch hearts and lives and minister, Lord, as only you can do. We ask God you give us strength in this hour to stand. And Lord, when we've done all to stand, that we stand there for, Lord, just giving you glory and giving you praise for all that you've done. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Let's turn to Romans chapter 4 and verse 19. don't think it's coincidence that we sang that song right there at the end as I was just bowing my head to pray and caught what's highlighted here in the scripture. Uh, I just had to say, wow. Amen. Romans 4, verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in the faith, giving glory to God. To God be the glory, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. I just want to thank you for your prayers for me while I was away and, and also since I've been back. Um, I'll, I'll maybe show some things on Sunday of the trip. I was going to do it tonight, but for time's sake, we'll wait till Sunday, maybe to show a little bit there. And uh, but God did some wonderful things and some great things. We will say we had about 450 or so, 500 young people and and elders and different ones, pastors that that gathered together and and came together there in Uganda and. And God moved very wonderfully and very mightily, mightily, and we thank Him. There's so many testimonies and things that are coming from those meetings, and a lot of strength that came from them, and they're giving all the glory unto God. And and so then we come back, and of course, sick in our body, we actually started feeling some things as we were leaving there, and you know, they just eat different food and drink different things, and as far as their water stuff in it, things like that, try to stay away from different things as much as you can, but... But uh, it still gets to you somehow. Maybe it comes through your skin. I don't know how it gets to you. But anyway, you got sick in your body. And so Saturday, we was just really, really sick. And and then Sunday, it just turned right around. And my, we sure enjoyed, even though we'd love to have been here, we sure enjoyed the service that we heard that God came down and moved among us. And, 
Amen. I, I believe there is power in the atmosphere. Amen. And I, I believe we need to fight for the right atmosphere in every service. Amen. To God, that God can have the glory and the honor. And uh, actually, uh, I'd like to speak tonight on, on the expression of faith. The expression of faith. And I, I just want to read the scripture again. And Abraham, speaking of Abraham, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in the faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he promised, he was able also to perform. You know, as believers, we start out in faith, believe in God's promise, but we don't want to just start in faith, but we want to stay in faith. Amen. But we must stay in faith and stand in faith until the answer is manifested. You know, Abraham believed God's promise and stayed there until it was manifested. It wasn't easy. It wasn't quick. You know, it took 25 years or more or so around there. It was a battle. But while he waited, he glorified God. Amen. While he waited, he praised him and thanked him as if it was already done. He praised God for the promise instead of just praising God for the progress. Amen. So many times we want to praise him when we see progress. You know, we see a, a better doctor's report or we see uh, the symptoms going away or we see, then we can want to praise God. But God, Abraham did not praise God for the progress. He didn't see any progress. 25 years later, there was no progress. As we read, there was still the deadness of his own body and the deadness of Sarah's womb. But amen, he praised God, amen, for the promise. And that's what we as believers have to do. We, we're not looking at progress and whether it's happening or whether it isn't happening, whether it's getting better or it isn't getting better, whether symptoms are leaving or they're not leaving. Amen. I'm not looking at that. That's not why I'm praising God. I'm praising God because he gave the promise and he's able to perform that which he says. Amen. Amen. We, you know, we see a change in a, in a situation and then we'll praise him. Or, but Abraham didn't consider what he saw. He, what he saw was the deadness of Sarah's womb. What he saw was his own failures and his own mistakes. What he saw was his own body getting older day by day. But he continued to give God glory and he maintained or expressed that faith by praise. Amen. That praise, amen, not, 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 not speaking of his uh, circumstances or speaking of his issues or, or speaking of the situation around him. Now we could go through hundreds of quotes. Brother Branham used Abraham many times in, in his in his ministry of how he would come to Sarah and he said, well, do you feel any different? Well, praise God, it doesn't matter anyhow to be a bigger miracle today than it was yesterday. Amen. What was he doing? He was not praising, amen, the progress or what was happening there in his sight or what he could see, but he was going back to what God had spoke and what God had promised. And I believe that's somewhere we can stand here tonight that, that no matter what we see or what's going on around us, this bride now is, is too 2,000 years old and seem like things are going a little bit further, a little bit longer than we expected, but that doesn't matter. Amen. What matters is God made the promise that he wouldn't leave us, that he wouldn't forsake us, that he would change our bodies. Amen. God made that promise. Therefore, we can praise the promise and not the progress. Amen. You know, Philippians 4 said, rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. You know, I like the way it says that. It says rejoice in the Lord always. It does 
doesn't say rejoice in the Lord when things are going good and when, amen, the progress report is right and the doctor's report is right and everything's rosy and everything's great. It says rejoice in the Lord always. In other words, take pleasure in him, delight in him. And again, I say rejoice. The same word is in Psalms 37 and verse 4. And we're going to go through quite a few scriptures tonight. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of the petitions of your heart. So as you praise him, God will give. Amen. The praises go up and the glory comes down. Amen. The praises, uh, amen, leaves your lips. And many times you don't feel like praising him, but that doesn't matter. Many times you don't act like things around you. The circumstances are, are not circumstances that, that, that you know, that would, would make you want to praise or make you want to uh, thank God or make you want to give all you got. But that doesn't matter. Amen. What matters is you praise him anyhow and you lift your voice and, and you give him glory and you give him honor. Amen. In verse five in Philippians four, it says, let your gentle spirit be known into all people for the Lord is near. Don't be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything and by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Amen. Not just prayer, but prayer with thanksgiving. Amen. Not just asking, but saying, God, you're great. Not just asking to be healed, but saying, God, I want to thank you for my healing. Not just asking that your child will come home, but I want to thank you that they're on their way. I may not see the progress. I might not see things moving. It doesn't matter. What matters is you gave me the promise, and I'm going to praise the promise. Amen. And said, continue to make your request known unto God. And then the peace of God, amen, which transcends all understanding. That peace which stands guard over your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus it is yours amen he said in John chapter 14 and verse 27 the peace that I leave you my perfect peace I give unto you not as the world gives do I give it to you let not your heart be troubled nor let it be afraid let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance hallelujah and if you want this peace then you got to praise him Hallelujah. Amen. Because you can praise him. It doesn't matter what a doctor says. It doesn't matter what somebody else says. It doesn't matter what your own mind says. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You can praise him and have peace. This peace that will guard your heart and, and, and make a garrison around it. Amen. Will calm you in every circumstance. And this peace will encourage you and strengthen you for every challenge. I want to go through some Amplified and they can follow if they, they want to in Proverbs 14 and verse 26 it says in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord there is a strong confidence hallelujah in the reverent and worshipful worshipful fear of the Lord there is a strong confidence and his children shall always have a place of refuge Hallelujah. That no matter what you're facing, you're still in the refuge. No matter what you're going through, you're still at peace. No matter what has happened, because this peace is not a peace that the world gives. 
Because if it's the peace that the world gives, then the world can take it away. Amen. If the world gives you peace by offering a peaceful climate or offering a peaceful nations and, and we're not at war no more, that can be just, that can last just so long. Amen. But what happens when the world gives peace, the world can also take away peace. But if God gives you peace, then the world can't take it away. So it doesn't matter what's going on around you or all the issues or the trouble. You can still be at peace. There can be a refuge you can go into in the time of trouble. Oh, and another one in Psalms 108 verse 1. It says, oh God, my heart is fixed. In other words, it's steadfast in the confidence of faith. I will sing. Yes, I will give praises. Even with my glory, all the faculties and powers of the one created in your, in your, in your image. So again, it's the faith and praises are mixed together. They're tied together. Amen. Praises and faith are tied together. The un, Psalms 64 and 10. The uncompromisingly righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust and take refuge in him. And all the upright in heart shall glory and offer praise. In other words, the righteous, the faithful shall be glad in the Lord. And shall trust in him and offer up praise. In Psalms 40 and verse 3. And he hath put a new song in my mouth. It is a song of praise to our God. Many shall see and fear and put their trust and confidence and reliance in the Lord. Hallelujah. In Psalms 5 and verse 11, let all those who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever sing and shout for joy because you make a covering over them and defend them. Let those who love your name be joyful in you and be in high spirits. Maybe I need to read that one more time. Hallelujah. Let those who take refuge and put their trust, faith, their trust, their faith in you rejoice. Let them ever sing and shout for joy because you make a covering over them and defend them. Hallelujah. And you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you and be in high spirits. Because the spirit that we have received is not of this world. Therefore, it's not dictated by what this world says or what this world does or the atmosphere this world has. This spirit comes from above. Hallelujah. Therefore, you can be in high spirits in hard times. You can rejoice in the hardest of the difficult of circumstances when you don't know if it's going to get any better. It does not matter. I'm going to praise his promise. I'm going to praise his word. I'm going to praise a God who's not just able, but more than able to fulfill his word. Psalms 56 and verse 3 and 4 says, the time when I am afraid, I will have confidence and put my trust and reliance of you in you by the help of God. I will praise his word. Hallelujah. 
By the help of God, I will praise his word. On God, I lean and rely and confidently put my trust. I will not fear for what can man or who is flesh, who is flesh that can do unto me. And, and in Psalm 71 and 5 through 8 says, For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth and the source of my confidence. Upon you have I learned and relied from birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. And you have been my benefactor from that day. My praise is continually of you. I am as a wonder and surprise to many. But you are my strong refuge. My mouth shall be filled with your praises and your honor all the day. Hallelujah. Now I want to go to a very familiar scripture and one I think is very, ought to be one that's, I guess, I don't know how to say it, but to the bride, one that she takes heart in because it's the rapture scripture where Brother Brandon pulled the rapture from. Psalms 27 and verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Come on, somebody. (laughs) Sugar diabetes, cancer, devils. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foe, came to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. So don't sound like a good day for David. He's got wars. He's got enemies. He's got things that's trying to make him fear. But you can still say, I'm going to stand. I'm going to be confident. I will not fear. Because one thing I have desired of the Lord, and I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble... He'll hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. And he'll set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing and I will sing praises unto the Lord. So right there with the confidence and the won't fear and I'm going to stand and he's put me on a rock. I'm going to offer a sacrifice of joy. Did you catch that? A sacrifice of joy. Just because you made it to his tabernacle doesn't mean it's going to be easy to offer up a praise. But you have to sacrifice something. You have to sacrifice your pride. You got to sacrifice what you think. You got to sacrifice your time. You got to sacrifice tomorrow or maybe the next day and all that. Let it all go. I'm going to praise God because I have been brought to this place. The devil's tried to kill me. A host is encamped about me. But God is for me. Who can be against me? Hallelujah. It's a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice of joy. What does a priest do? Brother Bram said, he says, makes a sacrifice. It's a spiritual sacrifice. That's what sons and daughters do, which are kings and priests. They're making sacrifices, offering to God spiritual sacrifice. The fruit of our lips giving praise to him. You say, well, I don't feel like praising. That's the time to make the sacrifice. 
It ain't a sacrifice unless it's a sacrifice. I don't mean to make it stupid simple, but that's exactly what it is. It ain't a sacrifice unless it's a sacrifice. And listen, you come on a Wednesday night, that's a sacrifice. But don't just come into his temple and just sit here and twiddle your thumbs. But say, God, I want to give you praise. Because I'm still here. The devil's been after me all week and he's tried to torment my mind. He tried to come against my body. He's come against my family and he's done this and that. And I've been encamped about. But God, I'm going to offer you up a sacrifice of praise. I'm going to glorify you because you are greater than what's against me. You are greater than what is trying to come and attack me. I am going to praise you no matter what because your word is still true. Your word is still true, and it will not fall to the ground, but it will be fulfilled. So no matter what I'm going through, I'll still praise him. If I'm up or if I'm down, if my problem's solved or if it's worse, that matters not. I'm going to praise him. I will sing praises unto God, for he inhabits the praises of his people. You know, I got to studying on that today. That literally means he is enthroned in the praises. You want to build your king a throne? Start praising him. So if that builds him a throne, what does your doubts and frustrations and moaning and groaning, what throne does it build for? Come on now. Amen. Literally, it means he's enthroned in the praises of his people. Your praise builds a throne for him to rule on. Your praise makes a seat of authority for God to sit on and send out decrees against your enemy. Come on, people of God. Your praise makes a seat where the king can come down and declare war against your enemy that's warring against you. Your praise makes a place angels can go to work and destroy the enemy that's trying to destroy you. But I want to see something before I pray. No, that ain't, that ain't true sacrifice of praise. That's a reaction to what's already happened. But what about praising him before you ever get the action? What about glorifying him with a sacrifice? Amen. Build him a throne. Build him a place to operate from. Build him a place to send decrees from and and destroy your enemy. Psalms 106 verse 1, Israel had to be taught to praise God before they saw the answer. If Israel had to be taught that, we got to be taught that. Psalms 106 and verse 1, praise you the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. How many say amen? For his mercy endureth forever. Who can, who can utterly utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? I was just listening to that wonderful song on the podcast, The Half Hasn't Been Told. We can stand here for hours with testimonies, and I can tell you even what I even know from what happened in Uganda, and the half still hasn't been told. This God is a great God. 
I, he's greater than our humanity. He's greater than our human thinking. And we think sometimes, that where is the miracles? Where, God's doing them all over the place. It's only going to be on the other side that we truly see. Amen. In the back back parts and the things behind the scene and what was going on and how angels were moving and angels were touching and angels were delivering and God was moving when we didn't even realize it. Amen. As that song says, even when I don't see you, I know you're working because you promised it. That's his promise. Blessed are they that keep judgment and he that does righteous at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with favor for thou bearest unto thy people. Visit me with thy salvation that I may see the good of thy chosen. That's a good thing. Lord, I want to see the good of thy chosen. That I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation. That I may glory with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the Red Sea. Yeah, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness, and he saved them from the hand of him that hated him. And redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies. And there was not one of them. Then. Then believed they his words. And they sang his praises. When they saw the dead Egyptians. I know we love to use that story. And it's a powerful story of Mary picking up the tambourine. And I believe when we see our enemies die dead, we ought to rejoice. But we don't have to wait to see them dead before we do rejoice. Amen. I believe what happened. Where was the tambourine before the Red Sea? It ought to have been playing and saying, thank you, God. You saved me from being a slave. You bringing me to a promised land. It doesn't matter what's in my way. You'll make a way where there seems to be no way. But they turned to their, and if they would have kept that praise, they would have built a throne and the Red Sea would have opened. But they built they took him off the throne and they put their groanings and their moanings and their upsets and their frustrations and all of that. And God said, what, what, what are you doing? Well, wasn't there any graves that we could be buried in Egypt? How quickly they forgot. Let's don't be that kind of people. We're humans, so you got a war against that because we tend to forget very quickly what God has done. Because why does Satan try to cover that up? Because he knows what God has done, God will do. Amen. And so he, he wants you to, under, he don't want you to remember all those things because if you remember it as Shamgar did and, and different ones down there, they remembered, hey, I'm a son of, of son of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Their God is my God. He moved on their behalf. He'll move on my behalf. Amen. He doesn't want you to see or remember what God has done because he knows what God done. He does. Amen. And when he does it, he's powerless before him. Oh, hallelujah. But the Red Sea opened and they picked it up. And then when they saw all these things, then they began to praise him. Oh, it's easy. It's easy to praise him when you get a clean doctor's report. But what about praising him before you do? 
It's easy to praise him. Oh, look, my son's come back. Look at him, he's serving God. But what about praising him before they do? Come on, somebody. It's easy to praise God when the fever's left and the stomach feels better and things are happy. It's easy to do it, but what about before they do? Amen. God wants your praise before you see the promise fulfilled. That is a real sacrifice because you're sacrificing your own human thoughts. What will people think? How, what, what if it don't happen? It ain't up to me to make it happen. It's up to God to fulfill his word. And I, what it's up to me is to praise him until he does. They had to see it first to believe. Right before this great victory, they were complaining and crying and moaning and cursing God. But when he nevertheless, (laughs) oh my, I got to read that one again to you, I guess, because some of y'all didn't catch that. (laughs) our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt they remembered not the multitude of thy mercies but provoked him at the sea even at the Red Sea nevertheless he saved them Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake. Amen, you may have been crying out and moaning and groaning but nevertheless God's word is going to be fulfilled Nevertheless, he's going to find somebody that'll believe him. Somebody that'll hold on to the promise. He saved them for his name's sake. Because he said he would. He said, I'm going to take you out and I'm going to take you in. That was his promise. They should have praised him for that promise. Instead of moaned at him for the Red Sea. Because he already promised. He didn't just say, I'm taking you out of Egypt. He said, I'm going to take you out, but I'm going to take you into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. So there was promises there. If they would have listened and, and, and got a real revelation of it, they wouldn't have worried about the Red Sea. They wouldn't have worried about bitter waters. They wouldn't have worried about no food. And what God already apparently had it all taken care of. Because if he didn't, he might have warned them about it. But he didn't even warn them about it. He didn't tell them, I'm going to take you out of a land. But before you get to this land that's flowing with milk and honey, there's going to be a Red Sea. There's going to be dry. There's going to be bitter waters. There's going to be problems. There's going to be enemies. There's going to be no food. There's going to be no water. But don't worry about it. I'm going to take you into it. He didn't give them the whole roadmap. He just told them, this is where I'm taking you to. That's all that we got in this day. We got, I'm going to take you into a rapture. I'm going to take you into a body change. He don't tell you about the trials. He don't tell you about the sicknesses. He don't tell you about the trouble you're about to go through. He don't tell you about none of that because he's already got the answer for it. All he's looking for somebody that'll praise him no matter if they go through a trial, if they go through a sickness, if they go through a trouble, they know God's with me. And nevertheless, he's going to save me. He's going to move me because he has to do it for his reputation. I will save, I save them for my namesake. It was putting his reputation on the line. Let me tell you, his reputation is on the line and God don't let his reputation be tarnished. Amen. He, he has a reputation of a healer. He's not going to let that reputation be tarnished. He's got a reputation of a deliverer. He's not going to let that reputation be tarnished. 
Oh, praise the Lord. Then they believed. And went, and went belief, with belief came praise. And if they'd have kept the praise, they would have kept their faith. Amen. Let me say it again. If they'd have kept the praise, they would have kept their faith. They would have maybe walked straight to the walls of Jericho. But they went from praise again to complaining, moaning, worrying. But God brings them, he said, listen, they got to the point, they got so moaning and so groaning, God said, I'm done with this generation. I'll raise up a new generation. And that's what he did. He brought a new generation into the promised land. Amen. I want to pick it up in Joshua 6 and verse 1. Amen. And we know the, we know the story of Joshua going across and looking at the walls of Jericho. He had seen them some 40 years before. He knew what they were. And so he's like, God, how are you going to do this? I'm looking for the answer. And while he's praying about it, an angel comes down with a sword drawn. And he said, who are you? Are you for us or against it? He said, no, but I am the captain of the Lord's host. And I have come down to give you the battle plan. And we know the battle plan. It says in Joshua 6 and verse 1, and Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none come in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, see, I have given you the land, I have given you into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And you shall compass the city, all you men of war, and go about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of the ram's horn and the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets and it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn then you shall hear the sound of the trumpet and all the people shall shout with a great shout and then the walls of the city will fall flat and the people shall ascend up here every man straight before him verse 15 and it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawn of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times only on that, only on that day they compassed the city seven times and it came to pass at the seventh time at the seventh, at seventh, at the seventh time, when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout! For the Lord hath given you the city. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the walls fell down. Hallelujah. So that the people went into the city, every man straight before them, and they took the city. He showed them that he would fight as they praised. That's why I don't understand anybody that don't believe in shouting or don't believe in praising God, don't believe in glorifying God. Hey, listen, it's hard enough to get human humanity out of the way, amen, to praise God. I don't know how they think it's just a bunch of work up. Amen, it's hard to work some people out of the bed. It's hard to work some people to get up and go do something. Amen, what about working people to get up and praise God and to lose themselves and, and dance and shout? Listen, this ain't a bunch of work up. This is somebody that looks at the problems problem I'm not praising you I'm praising my God problem I'm not worshiping you I'm worshiping my God 
because my God is bigger. My God is greater. My God is stronger. And he'll tear your walls down and I'll take that city. Hallelujah. There's a bride that's making a shout and we're going to take the walls of cancer. We're going to take that city. Hallelujah. We're making a shout because inside of that wall is some predestinated children of God and they have to get out to freedom and we're going to shout and walls are going to come down and we're going to go in there and loose God's children. Hallelujah. If you want heaven to touch earth, then you let earth touch heaven. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Maybe I'll say it again. If you want heaven to touch this earth, then you let what you do in this earth touch heaven. Man, I don't have this in my notes, but I got to bring it out because I was reading it today. Amen. Couldn't figure out where I was going to fit it in, but I see now. Yes. Brother Branham said there was a man that was blind from birth. He was sitting on some rocks. He said, you know where those rocks, those stones come from? It came from when a shout went forth. <laughs> a shout went forth and walls had come down. And a blind man finds his way and sits on one of them rocks to get rest. And he said, you know, the sun kind of moved over a little bit and it got a little cold. So he moved to another one of them rocks. He said, see, God, and see what it was. God was preparing a place for one of his children to get deliverance. Come on, somebody. God was aligning the rocks that a beggar could come down and sit down upon it. And he said, what happened? He said, all of a sudden, he heard a little clippity-clop, clippity-clop. He said, what is that? They said, that's a donkey. What is God doing? What's, what's going on? What's all the noise about? What's all the shouting about? He said, that's just that old preacher that's coming down here, preaches divine healing, preaches a bunch of nonsense. He's just a heretic. You don't have to pay no attention. He said, who is it? He said, oh, they call him Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, oh. I know that one I heard about that one I heard he healed a a, a man that had leprosy I heard he healed a lame person I heard he did all of these things and here I was just wondering where is that God and here he's walking right in my midst he said what happened he said that blind beggar made a shout and a shout went forth and that shout amen touched heaven And heaven turned around to that earth and said, come here. And he set him free from what he was going through. Hallelujah. Amen. Last Sunday, amen, was the walls that came down. What was it? It gave somebody a place to rest because tonight is your deliverance. Tonight is when you get set free. Tonight is when you can call upon him. Jesus, don't pass me by. I missed it last time. Don't let me miss it this time. If you want heaven to touch earth, let earth touch heaven. I could go through hundreds of quotes, but I ain't got it. 
I ain't got the time. God bless you, sister. Go and be of good courage. Go shouting. Praising God for your healing. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I can understand. You know, I was listening to a tape. I was listening to a tape the other night. Or maybe it was the other morning. There's a prayer line at the end. Man, Sister Ruth was listening to it, I believe. There one, the other morning. And there was a woman that had a growth. And it disappeared. Oh, yeah, she started shouting. She shouted all over that place. I would have too. But it's, listen, it says, go shouting, rejoicing, praising God for your healing, believing God for it. <laughs> Another one, go rejoicing, believing, sister, and then that infliction will leave you. She'd just been under discernment. She just stood right by the angel. He said, but you leave here shouting and rejoicing, then it will leave you. You go rejoicing and be happy, and then you will get over it and be normal and well. Is there another quote? He said, you promised me you believe? You promised me you would. Now go rejoicing, thanking God for your healing. That's the way you get healed. Just thank God for it. Hallelujah. If you'd like to get over that female trouble, would you be happy? Sure. Well, just go rejoicing right now and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, and get over it. Amen, it ain't a bunch of work up, it's just thanking God. What's wrong with that? There ain't nothing wrong with thanking the creator who made this body, who's got the power over this body. Satan may have afflicted you, Satan may have brought sickness upon you, but there's a God that's greater than that sickness. Praise God and get over it. Praise God and getting over it. He said, you go rejoicing, be happy, and you'll get over that and be normal and well. You believe with all your heart, lady, believe you're going to get well? I thought you were crippled first, but you're just nervous. Boy, that's a crippled, a crippling nervous thing. If he thought she was crippled because she was nervous, that's real nervous. That's what it is. You've been that way a long time. But go rejoicing and say, praise the Lord with all your heart, and you will get well. Well, if it worked then, why don't it work now? It does. Don't doubt anything. Just throw up your hands and believe. Hallelujah. Just throw up your hands and believe. He said, you have a serious condition, a heart trouble. You believe Jesus will make you well? Well, go rejoicing, saying, thank you, Jesus, and you'll get real. Come here, lady. Do you believe that anemic condition is going to leave you and Jesus Christ will make you well? Well, go rejoice and be happy and thank the Lord and you will get well. You're shadowed for death because darkness is all around you, cancer. But you believe God will make you well and it's accepted? Go home, rejoice, and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. You have made me well. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I believe there's some people here tonight that just need to express that. Make that expression of faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I've been sick, but you made me well. I want to thank you, Lord. You have been with me in my trial. I want to thank you, Lord. You didn't leave me or forsake me. I want to thank you, Lord. I am not alone. But you go before me, and you are behind me. You encamp about those. Hallelujah. I want to praise you, Lord, no matter what. The king of Assyria came against Judah one time. And Hezekiah, he tried to give what he could of his own. He tried to give him gold. You can read about it in 2 Kings 18. He tried to give him gold and silver. He even scraped it off the doors. He tried to appease this guy and did not attack. But he still, he still kept coming, still making his threats. And then he came and said, don't listen to your God. He can't save you. Don't that sound like our enemy? He can't do that. Well, he can, but I don't know if it's his will. Well, his will is his word, therefore he can, because it's in his word. Amen. He can't do anything for you. You're too far gone. There's nobody to to defend you. There's nobody to help you. Look at all the other kingdoms we've conquered. Their gods couldn't help them. Their gods couldn't save them. Neither will your God. And he sends out his threats and he's coming to carry them out. And so this time, instead of Hezekiah turning to what he could, he could do, he turned to his God. Second Kings 19, 14, Hezekiah received the letter, amen, from the king of Assyria. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. That's a good thing to do with doctor's reports. Just spread it out before the Lord. Lord, you see what your enemy's done to me? You see what he's saying he's going to do? He's going to take my life. And he spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed. And he said, oh, Lord God of Israel, which dwelleth between the cherubims, thou art God. Thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see and hear the words of Sennacherib, which has sent him to reproach the living God. And he goes and he said, of truth, Lord. And he goes on down. Yeah, there, he, t- he said truth. He said their idols were, then their, their gods couldn't save them. Their gods are, are made of man. And they're made of wood and they're made of stone. And therefore they have destroyed them. But verse 19, oh, but I, therefore, oh Lord, I beseech thee, save us, thou us out of this hand. And all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. What was he doing? He was praying. He was lifting God up. This is who you are. This is their gods, but this is who you are. This is what their gods done. They're destroyed, but you have not. You are still here on the throne, and I want to praise you. I want to glory you. I want to give you glory and honor. And 2 Kings 19, 32 says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Syria, he shall not come into the city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came is the same shall he return, and shall not come into the city, saith the Lord. For I will defend in this city oh hallelujah 
I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote the camp of the Assyrians a hundred, four score, and five thousand. And when they rose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Assyria thought it, Assyria thought they had a great army. Their king thought they was undefeatable. They had defeated many kings. They had defeated many armies. But God spoke and God didn't need an army. He just needed one angel. One angel killed 185,000 while they slept. Don't you know that same angel can sweep through a neighborhood and kill cancer? Don't you know that angel can sweep down where your child is and cut the bands off? Don't you know that angel can go to where you're at and set you free? All he wanted is somebody that'll praise him in spite of the serious, in spite of the cancer, in spite of the problems, in spite of all that's going on. I will praise the Lord no matter what tomorrow holds. I'm going to glorify him. I'm going to praise him. And while you're praising, angels are being dis. We're not talking about weak angels. We're talking about an angel that can wipe out an entire army. And send their king back home to meet his death. He just wants somebody that'll praise him. Expression of faith. Amen. Got one more. Second Chronicles twenty and verse one. It came to pass that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. And there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, "There cometh a great multitude against thee beyond the sea on this side Syria." And Jehoshaphat feared. And set himself to seek the Lord. And proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. And Judea gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of Israel before the new court. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? Rulest thou not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art thou not our God, who didst drive it out the inhabitants of the land before the people of Israel and gave the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? Don't forget who we are, Lord. We're from your friend. 
thy friend forever. And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein from thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as a sword, a judgment, pestilence, or famine, and we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in thy, our affliction, that thou wilt hear and help. Now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Zir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from him and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession. Wilt thou hast given us what which thou hast given us to inherit? O oh, our God, wilt thou judge them? For we have no might against such a great company, neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. I'm not looking at the host. I'm looking at you, God. And all Judea stood, Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. And upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, the Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up from the cliff of Ziz, and you'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Drool. And ye shall not need fight in this battle, but set yourselves and stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord to you with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. The Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. With a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went forth. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Jerusalem, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so ye shall be established. Believe his prophets, so ye shall prosper. And when he has consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. What did they do? Praise Glory! Hallelujah! Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God, for healing me. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. If God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. 
sitting in the house there on Sunday. And tongues went forth. You could tell it was a message. I was sitting praying, God. Where's the help the interpretation? Let it come. Let it edify the body. Let it build us up, Lord. Listen, when, it, when that comes, you ought to just pray. Yes. Lord, if not me, you somebody. Yes. As I sit there praying, these words come from my mouth. And two days later, my wife had got some news from a doctor. And things were going to have to face with a surgeon maybe. And, and all these things and other things were the mom. And I was holding her. And these words came out of my mouth again. This is the interpretation. This is my word. You create the atmosphere and I will fill it. As you praise me, walls will fall. As you praise me, I will fight for you. Praise me. Praise me. That's right, Sister Kathy. Angels are being dispatched. Walls are falling down. He's fighting for you. You are not alone. He is on your side. He will not leave you or forsake you. But the devil has messed with the wrong people. This is not my city. This is the city of God. And he said, I will defend this city. Come on, somebody. I will defend Ron Spencer. I will defend God's people. I will defend you. This is not your battle. This is the Lord's battle. Praise him. Praise him. Glorify him. Magnify him. Worship the Lord. Right now is the time to offer up the sacrifice. 
sacrifice. Just lift his name up. Lift his name up. Put him where he belongs. Put him where he belongs. Hannah received a child because she praised God. Hallelujah. Abraham received a child because she praised God. Mary received a child because she praised God. John received his life in his mother's womb because his mother praised God. Come on, somebody. Praise the name of Jesus. Bless the Holy One of Israel. Bless his holy name. Sister Chloe, he's fighting for you. He's on your side. You're not alone. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Sister Abigail, if you play the choir. Amen. The young people that sing with Sister Abigail, if you come up at this time.
enough to praise him for. Your past erased. Your name's been changed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, just worship his name tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, do you get it? It's the seventh day. It's the seventh day, it's time to shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, it's time to shout his praises.